Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Higher Branch, where we continue the series on the 456 system for behavioral change made up of four daily rituals, five habits, and six life hacks. Now, before I reveal this week's habit number two, I want to ask you this rhetorical question. Did you know that every time you focus on what you don't have and take what you have for granted, you enter into a state of systemic lack of gratitude that leads you down the path of unhappiness and for some even misery and depression? Did you also know that in this negative state, research shows that your mind sends a message to your physical cells to die? That's right, die. This accelerates your aging and shortens your telomere length that makes you look and feel older. Now, in this episode, I'm going to provide you with the antidote. And the antidote is gratitude, but it is not gratitude as you know it. And I'm going to reveal what that is in a second. Now, last week, I brought you habit number one in our series. And if you have not already done so, please go back and start listening to episode 99. And it was the episode called, Is Reliance on Motivation Ruining Your Life? It was in that episode that I set the context for the importance of this 456 system for behavioral change. Now, this habit number two is so important and people are asking me and a special welcome to a lot of new listeners to our podcast but a lot of them are asking me how did you come up out of hundreds of habits that we can cultivate why did you focus on habit number one of smiling and if you haven't already listened to that episode go back and listen to it because it provides a compelling argument for why smiling on waking and smiling throughout the day is something that will revolutionize your life. Now today, habit number two is also so important. It's so important that it made it in the top five. And how I came up with this 456 system is through trial and error. It is something that I have personally lived by for over 30 years. As I said previously, I don't present to you any information that I merely just regurgitate from reading or listening to others. This is my own frameworks that I have personally lived by and coached by and taught at private events and workshops, including in my own business at MSA National. Okay, now a lot of people have also asked me what is the difference between the four daily rituals and the five habits? So in other words, what is the difference between rituals and habits? And the answer is in the timing. Rituals are scheduled at the same time every day and it wires you to show up. And that's why the four essential daily rituals are the foundation for the five habits and the habits become the foundation for the six life hacks. A lot of people will litter their day with all these life hacks, whether it's grounding or sun gazing or breathing, the Wim Hof method or cold press juicing. But these life hacks, you cannot litter your day with life hacks and cause a revolutionary change in your identity in your neutralizing anxiety or decimating depression. The only thing that does that, the only thing that leads to that transformational behavioral change 
is a change in your rituals, which then allow you to stack your habits. Okay, so let's kick off this week's episode on the essential habit number two. Before I reveal what that is, for now, I want you to focus on what I call the battle between the 1% and 99%. Picture 99 players on one side of the field and one player on the other side of the field. The 99% is going to win hands down, right? Of course. So let's look deeper at this 1% versus 99%. Most people know of the power of journaling gratitude daily. Now, this is where you sit at the end of the day and write down everything you are grateful for in life. And most people will write down the big ticket items that they are grateful for. Now, this way of practicing gratitude is, I will admit, better than nothing, but it is mediocre at best in neutralizing anxiety and decimating depression. Plus, you will find it difficult to persist with journaling gratitude in this way because you can end up writing the same thing every day and quickly get bored so then you don't repeat it right now i call it mediocre because the rest of your day is unaccounted for you have an average of 16 waking hours that is 960 minutes if you practice gratitude for 10 minutes it means you have spent one percent of your day focused on being grateful the question is what are you focusing on the rest of your 950 minutes you know the other 99 percent of the time what is going on in your thoughts and feelings what is inhabiting your heart and mind are you truly living in a state of constant gratitude because one percent can never defeat 99 percent one percent of positive Gratitude can never defeat 99% of negativity that you might be carrying with you throughout the day, intentionally or unintentionally. Most of the time, it is unintentional because it is hardwired in our subconscious. And we shouldn't try and rationalize that. It could be something that we've carried on since our childhood or the bad habits that we've developed that's led to a bad mood and a bad mood that ends up into a bad temperament after many weeks and months. And a bad temperament can become how you've hardwired your personality. And it is difficult because in the 21st century, we are constantly bombarded with media, convenience, consumerism, material wants designed to keep us on the hedonic treadmill, which means that we are constantly unhappy with who we are or what we have. Now, this is literally a sad state to be in. If you are spending 99% of your day in that sad state, you are continuously sending signals, as I said earlier, to your cells to die and prematurely age your brain and body. You might see motivational gurus and memes on social media calling it going after our goals or progress or winning or achieving. But in reality, it is a discontentment for life. It is a discontentment with our life. When we are stuck in this cycle, we cannot really be giving thanks for each and every powerful, fulfilling moment. Instead, we are constantly focused on what I said earlier, what we do not have, and this causes us to take what we have for granted. We focus on the car we don't have. We focus on the body we don't have. We focus on the job we don't have. And this causes us to take what we have for granted. Now, I call those two things, focusing on what we do not have and taking what we have for granted, 
to imposters because they're imposters because most people think that focusing on what they don't have is being goal-orientated and taking what we have for granted will lead you down the dark depth of depression if it goes on for many years. I promise you, that's effectively just a chronic state which ends up to a point where your spirit, your essence just gives in and becomes chronically unhappy. So let's go back to the daily practice of journaling gratitude at the end of the day. Can this 1% of gratitude really override 99% of discontentment? Clearly not. There is a rule in this universe. If you constantly take what you have for granted, it will either abandon you or be taken from you. Be it the people in your life, your family, your partner, your friends, your staff, your colleagues, your customers, your health, your wealth, and even your peace of mind. In this 99% state, you are also more inclined to be irritated throughout the day. And this puts you more and more in a zone where you are constantly blaming and complaining about the state of your life and how you are wanting change. Pardon the cliche, but change is literally within. And I want you to remember this rule. You will never materialize a magnificent future if you are not in love with the present, with your present. No matter how shitty you think it is. So I want to introduce you to the powerful habit that I learned from my grandmother Rose. And it is habit number two in our series. And I call it situational gratitude. This is gratitude you carry around with you all day. Where it becomes the 99%. It is a state, not an interlude at the end of the day. When you are in a constant state of gratitude throughout the day, you will become innately happy without effort. And I promise you, it will make you emotionally stronger. Now, I mentioned that this is something I learned from my grandmother, Rose, because I grew up in a peaceful little village at the foothills of Mount Lebanon. That's right. Peaceful villages do exist in Lebanon, and they have for many years. As a boy, I was always shadowing my grandmother as she harvested seasonal produce, milked the cows and sheep, fetched eggs, cooked slow meals, lit the fire, baked bread. And my role was to run around and pick herbs for her as she stirred her old, warped, but deliciously coated pot that had the scent of fennel seeds, thyme and ghee. But most of the time, I was actually listening to her speak. She was a type of person who verbalized just about everything she was thinking and feeling. So I grew up hearing her declarations of gratitude throughout the day. Now, here are some of the situational declarations she would verbalize. I never forget them. They will stay with me forever. This is what she would say. Summer has done its job and autumn will bring figs. This is how it made me feel. There is no good or bad season. Every season is exciting in its own way. What she said... Enjoy these spinach pies, Sam. Our precious neighbor made them with her gifted hands. Look at the perfect way she has shaped them. This is how it made me feel. People matter. People have special talents and gifts, and I am so grateful to have them in my life. This is another example of what she said. Don't worry, Sam. God will make you feel better. He always takes care of you. This is how it made me feel. Someone in this universe has my back. I cannot lose. 
even when I fail or am unwell. Now, over time, I too developed the habit of being grateful for the little things that happen to me each and every day throughout the day. I would give thanks quietly and inwardly, whether I'm in traffic, sitting in a cafe or in a business meeting. Okay, so I was lucky to have developed this habit at a young age, but I promise you it can be learned. So I'm going to teach you how to practice situational gratitude, and it relates to our five senses. So simply, whenever you mindfully experience something that engages one or more of these five senses, it is your cue to practice gratitude. So for the sense of touch, for example, when you touch your warm, furry pet, you are flooded with feelings of happiness and gratitude for their constant loyalty, playful energy and cuddles and muzzles, the warmth of the sun that's touching your skin, the freshness of a cool winter breeze, the hug from a family member or a close friend. These are cues wherever you feel that your five senses are being stimulated in a positive way, there is an experience behind that that you should feel grateful for. Okay, let's look at the sense of taste. When you have a delicious cup of coffee or tea, be grateful and give thanks to the hands that harvested the beans or leaves, the sun that ripened the plant and the water that nourished it. Give thanks to a meal that you can eat in a cafe or a restaurant that has been grown by a farmer transported by a truck driver and prepared by a cook. You can enjoy all of this at a fraction of the cost of the time that it took for that meal to be prepared. That is phenomenal. Let's look at the sense of smell. Like when you inhale the scent of a flower, now we're going into spring in in Sydney, and every time I go through the National Park for a walk, I'm so grateful for the bees that pollinating the plants and the scent that greets me at every corner. Now, if you don't live near a national park or you get flowers from a florist, think of the growers and the florists who go to the markets at 3 a.m. every morning. How long it took for the growers to get this flower into bloom and then for you to enjoy it. What about the smell of freshly cut grass? That usually brings me instant happy childhood memories of playing outside, playing backyard cricket, and of warm Sydney summer weather. Let's look at the sense of hearing. What about when you hear a beautiful song? Give thanks to the musicians who took the time to labor over the music and lyrics. For the engineer that set up the board, not to mention the people that cue the song, whether it's on radio or who add it to your favorite playlist on Spotify. Incidentally, we have our own Spotify playlist of our musical favorites, and it is on Spotify and Apple, and it is simply called A Higher Branch, and it is produced under my name, Sam McCool, with no space. Now, I know a lot of these people that we are giving thanks for are paid for their work, but that does not mean you cannot appreciate all the effort and the hours that went on behind the scenes. Also, you can enjoy it in a few minutes. That is absolutely phenomenal when you think about it. Now let's look at the sense of sight, the beauty of the sunrise or sunset, the beach, the clouds, the flowers, nature's art in the sky, the beauty of eyes, the design of clothes, cars, furniture, food, and all things that are created by passionate, creative humans. It is truly miraculous when you think about it. Now, 
I get it. Some of you may be listening to these examples and saying, well, Sam, what about those people who don't have sight or that person who have suffered from long COVID and they cannot smell things? And I want to remind you of an ancient Persian proverb, which says, I cried because I had no shoes until I saw a man with no feet, which means that we always have something to be grateful for in life. Always. You lose a left hand, you have your right. One of the the most inspiring things is watching our Paralympics perform amazing feats under what we think are disabilities. But to them, they don't focus on the disability. They focus on the abilities that they have. Now, one of the questions I often get in my private one-on-one coaching about this habit of situational gratitude is, how do you know when you have sowed it? How do you know when it has become a habit? And the answer is simple. You will know from your daily journal. Now, one of the techniques I shared with you in the episode on journaling recently, two episodes ago, is to write down what happened to you on that day that you should be grateful for. Yes, I mentioned that writing in your journal 1% of the time, if it's say 10 minutes about what you should be grateful for, cannot defeat 99%. But in that 1%, that rounds off the 100%, it completes it. You should always write daily what happened to you in that day that you should be grateful for. And because you've practiced it situationally, you will find that mastering that habit will end up filling your pages. So if your pages, if you're having trouble writing in your journal at that 1% time of the day, you will know that you have not been practicing gratitude situationally. That is your cue. And that is your reminder. Now, I want to also share with you another great tip for practicing gratitude situationally. Because you're probably thinking after my last point, well, okay, what do I do then if the pages are empty and I have to go back and cultivate that habit? Well, here's a great tip for you. Now, it is a technique that has literally revolutionized my life and the lives of people that I have coached, and especially people that have a propensity for anger. And it is called gratitude when you are having an irritating moment. We all experience irritating moments on any given day, sometimes multiple times a day. A car cuts you off, the news is irritating, especially now. Maybe your children are mucking up and not listening, or it could be noise from your neighbor's lawnmower, or someone lets you down, a colleague or a friend, or even a family member. But when you get into the habit of slipping into gratitude in that irritating moment, you neutralize the irritation. The practice of flipping an irritating moment is extremely powerful, and it feeds the habit of practicing gratitude situationally. It, in fact, makes it even easier to practice a situational gratitude, I promise you. So much so that you'll be seeking out irritating moments to remind you to slip into gratitude. And it is simply practiced by firstly, noticing. Noticing you are having an irritating moment. And if you go back to listen to my episode on meditation you will know that noticing is simply mindfulness and meditation is the practice that makes you more mindful. It is the training for the mind that makes you more mindful. So firstly, it was noticing, 
Secondly, replacing. Replacing the irritation with something positive. So what is the most positive thing that you can do? That's right. Reminding yourself of all the big things in life you should be grateful for. And if you are following this series and if you have followed our podcast since day one, it is the big things that you should be grateful for are in the eight areas of your life. The roof over your head, your health, your loved ones, the safe and secure country you live in, the clean air and water, the books, the courses, the people, the food, the friendships, and the mere fact of being alive. If you listen to my episode on journaling, you will know that you should write all the big things at the front of your journal every single year. So I have a journal for every year. So my 2021 journal, right at the very beginning, contains my goals, it contains my lifelong achievements, and lastly, it contains all the big things in my life that I'm grateful for. Remember when I said earlier, some people write those every day and think they're practicing gratitude, but then they stop writing it because they're repeating the same thing. It's because you're not meant to write those big things every day. You do that at the beginning of your journal, and so much so, next time you have an irritating moment, return to that list and read it. Now, after a while, as the year progresses, you will actually remember that whole list to a point where you don't need to take out your journal. Now, I carry my journal with me everywhere, at home, in the car, in the office. And yes, I will actually open it sometimes to remind myself, but it becomes part of who you are. And then when you get an irritating moment, your mind just kicks in and lists everything mentally. As I said, you don't even need to go back to your journal. And I promise you, a smile will fill your face. I know whenever I have an irritating moment, I smile because it is my habit number one that I covered in last week's episode. And I say to myself, Sam, you're getting irritated. Slip into gratitude. That's when I start all the things in my mind. And sure enough, the irritation subsides and disintegrates. Okay. Now, I hope this episode has made you think of gratitude in a different way. I write with pure love and my ultimate aim is for you to sow the habits that will bring you happiness and joy. Because ultimately, I see it as a great tragedy for us not to be living, first of all, with high energy and number two, with innate happiness and peace of mind. And this essential habit number two, coupled with habit number one of smiling, I promise you is the second out of five habits that I'm going to go through with you that will make being happy and energetic so much more easier. So until next week, my friends, as always, live consciously. That's the only place where you can be in control of your thoughts, actions, and your feelings.